Welcome to Grease Chats, everyone. In today's episode, I am chatting with Dina Romeos. Dina is the founder of Power Muse Productions, which she started back in 2012. Power Muse Productions organizes some of the best events on the west coast of the U.S., hosting some of the best-known Greek entertainers in the world. In addition to Power Muse Productions, Dina now hosts her own podcast, which you can find on Greek AF Radio called Musecast with Dina. Join us for this super fun conversation with Dina Romeos. Hey guys, before we jump into this episode, a quick note about our sponsor, Prosperity. Prosperity is quickly becoming the best way to buy and sell a property in Greece. I've met the team behind the project and let me tell you, they have built quite the experience. Search for your dream home in Greece, but do it all digitally. Find the home, tour it virtually, submit an offer, prepare the legal documents, and even apply for a mortgage, all on theprosperty.com. I myself am in the market for a home in Greece, and I will be using Prosperty all summer to make my decision by this fall as to where I will be moving to in Greece. All right, let's get back to Greece Chats. Hey, Dina, what's up? Hi, Tony. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Oh, afternoon here. Good morning in LA, right? Yep. It's a beautiful overcast day in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, we have some more weather going on here. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for coming on. Uh, my pleasure. Excited for today's chat. Um, why don't we just jump right into it? Tell my listeners who you are, what you do. Give us the who is Dina. Ooh, that's such a loaded question. <laughs> Uh, what part of Dina do you want? Which personality comes out today? <laughs> um, I'm, Dina Rom- I'm Dina Romios from Los Angeles. Um, I'm the owner of Power Muse Productions, uh, based out of Los Angeles. And what I do is I produce Greek concerts on the West Coast, not just Los Angeles, San Francisco, um, Las Vegas, and Sacramento, and potentially we're going to keep on moving. Amazing. When did you start doing this? It's actually, it's pretty cool. It's been 10 years. We just celebrated our 10th year anniversary. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And what is the, the, the brand name that you, it's all up where it's under? Power Muse Productions. Power Muse Productions. Amazing. So give me an example. So obviously it's concerts. You got Greek singers coming in from Greece, some from here. Like yeah. we have one coming up soon that's from here, correct? Yes, Evagelia. That's it's my first club show that I'm actually doing, a small club with Evangelia. And um, that's on June 10th at the Peppermint Club here in Los Angeles. Shameless plug. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> no, no worries. No. I actually recently saw because I was in New York when she performed last week and that yeah, was her yeah, yeah. first first on stage and it was pretty she was pretty good yeah it's you know she's great she's got good energy she's got a good vibe um she's talented and she's actually a really really sweet girl i just interviewed her as well for my podcast that i do with greek af radio um newscast with dina so it was pretty it was really nice to get to see her meet her and she's really she's 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 cool people yeah she is so you must have worked with obviously some of the biggest singers Greece has to offer. Um, yeah. I'd love to hear a bunch of stories, but before we get into stories, I want to keep it simple. I want to know who are some of your favorites that you've 
put on in LA or in California, I should say? Um, oh, I have lots of favorites. Um, you know, every artist that we do work with, they, they leave a little imprint on us. Um, we take things from them and a lot of them we have become personal friends with. Um, I just worked with Anna VC, so I'm just going to talk about that for a minute. And um, I had a different perception of what it would be like working with her. And it was by far one of the best experiences I've had. Uh, she was an amazing person, first and foremost, very chill, fun, wicked sense of humor. Um, so I'm going to say Ana Vici is one of them. Um, I've worked with Yanis Plutarchos four times already. Um, love him, love him. He's an amazing human being. You know, his wife. Um, we just did Salikis, which was was fun. Um, Costas Martakis, I worked with him about five years ago, and he's become one of my dearest friends in Greece as well. Um, there's, I, I, I just become so, it's really weird because with the Greek artists, they're not like what you would expect the Amer like how the American artists who can, are somewhat unreachable. The Greek artists are very, very, very chill and cool people. Um, they're so grateful for the opportunity to come out and work with us, to travel. They're very appreciative. I don't, I can't honestly say that I've had to have any like ridiculous demands or anything like that. Sometimes they just, you know, just want to hang out and just not do anything. And it's, mm -hmm. um, and then when you go to Greece, they see on your social media that you're in Greece and you'll get the phone call or the text. You're here. Why didn't you call me? It's like, OK, yeah. well, you know, you don't want to impose on their time because, you know, they're so busy. You know, Adipas is notorious for that. His son, brother and I have become very good friends as well. And as soon as they see you get the phone call and it's always a dinner or something. And um, I have just great experiences with with all of them. I'm going to say. So now I'm going to jump to the stories. Give me, can you, can you touch on a few stories, memorable stories with some of these singers that have come out or even stories that might've happened in Greece during while meeting up with them in Greece? Um, one of my favorite, favorite all time stories is um, taking Marinella to Target. Uh, we went to Target was our little cart, real red cart, and we're just walking up and down the aisles, and we're looking at things, and it was um, it was so cool because you know, like she can't go to Jumbo in Greece with a carozzi, you know, because <laughs> they know who she is, yeah. and um, just being just doing that was just like, and hearing stories from her and her giving me advice because I mean she's a legend and she's been in the in the biz for sixty years and. Um, her just sharing and it was just like, you know, like I'm in Target with Marinella and I just wanted to take a picture, you know, like I'm in Target with Marinella, you know? Um, so that was a good story. Um, I just went shopping on Melrose with Anna VC. And that was, that was pretty cool. Um, what else? I mean, there's a lot of just, you know, interesting things that, you know, happen with shows and stuff and, you know, getting a frozen yogurt, mm. you know, so cool stuff. So walk me through the process. You, you want to put a concert on, 
are you the one reaching out to them or are they saying, hey, I'm doing a spring tour and then you picking from what's available? Well, so I'm part of a network here in America. We have, there's other producers like in Chicago, um, New York, Boston. Also we have Canadian associates in Montreal, Toronto. We have associates in Florida. Um, Philadelphia, all over. So we we have like a, what we call a tour manager who um, basically, you know, presents to us as collective, as a group. Hey, guys, what do you guys want to do? This is what I'm thinking. Let me know what you guys think. And we kind of collectively decide, okay, well, this is who we want to talk to, who we want to pursue. So, but instead of having, let's say, 10 people doing it, we have our tour manager who facilitates all that for us. And, um, and then we, you know, look at the calendar, what makes sense. And we just, you know, like puzzle piece it together and we create a tour. So you're working with the other regions of the U S well, yes. In the process. Yes. But everybody does their own show. Right. So we're right. just part but, of like a scheduling team. part. You are doing it in a collaborative effort. To schedule it. yes well our tour manager sees what makes sense because obviously you can't bounce back and forth from west coast east coast yeah and so it, you know it kind of has to make sense so that's we kind of plan it that way and he has a vision and he'll tell us well this is a date that i'm taking for you and then you know a lot of them are fortunate because they have their own venues and then those of us that don't then we go into the hustle process of okay let's book a place uh, are most of the performers from Greece easy to work with? Yeah. Okay. Simple enough answer. So. Simple huh? enough answer. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Politically uh, correct, Dina just yeah. came out. <laughs> came to the forum. Exactly. No, For those know. watching on video, will notice. <laughs> yes. No. Um, <laughs> it's You know what? I'll tell you. It's kind of interesting because the artists for the most part, they're very, very easy to work with. They, you know, we've all been doing this. I'm, I'm pretty much one of the newer ones and I've been doing it for what, 10 years now. Um, you know, they know what they're expecting when they deal with each person in their respective cities. Uh, just like we know their reputations, they know ours. So, um, a lot of them know that, you know, LA is pretty chill. We're kicked back. It's, you know, we're more, it, it's different here. Um, the thing that comes, excuse me, that's a little difficult at times is, you know, when we have production and some artists have different production requests and because, you know, like, for example, um, Ana Visi, she came, you know, there were, what, I think 22, 23 people on that tour. Salikis, for example, was six. So it's a little different, you know, mm -hmm. that, you know, it's not that it's more difficult. It's just a little bit more of a challenging getting all the moving parts together. That's pretty much that it. Sense. That makes sense. Um, talk to me about the venues in LA. Obviously, there's some flagships. And some I'm sure some that you absolutely love. Is it like Night in the Roxbury? Like the, the one in the in the movie, just like it? Sure. 
Yep, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we did a we did, we did a show that was the name at the, of the Roxy, movie, right? Not at the Roxy. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't think that club exists anymore. <laughs> but we did a show at the Roxy with Salikis, and it was pretty funny because um, it's a Hollywood landmark. Um, and um, I, my mom came to the show, and I told her, I said, "Listen, mom." You know, uh, this is not the Dolby, it's not the Novo, it's not the Orpheum, it's the Roxy. She goes, yeah, but she's like, is, that's like a famous place. And I'm like, yeah, it's famous, but just because it's famous, it doesn't mean that it's what, you know, you kind of expect. It's small, it's intimate, and it, you know, it's it's just, I'm like, it's dirty and sexy. She's like, dirty and sexy. I'm like, yeah, we're just going to go with that. It's just, but, you know, it's different. It's old. You know, we had to, some of these places are so old. You know, and they're grandfathered yeah. in with what they can do, what they can't do. And, you know, like they don't have to have like ADA bathrooms or something because they're grandfathered in. Yeah. So um, one of my most iconic venues that I've worked at was the Dolby Theater. And I did that production with a partner, an Israeli partner who does mega shows throughout the whole United States. And we did Nikos Vertis there. First Greek entertainer to perform there. It was pretty cool. We made the antenna news, kind of like you with Apavorevete. We kind of made it with the Dolby. Oh. And I'm I'm one of the luckier ones in the sense that um, we have a plethora of venues out here that we can pick and choose from. Um, and what my production team does is, you know, we look at who's coming. We see, you know, we... A lot of them we already know what they're like, how they work in Athens, and we kind of like to find a venue that suits their style, their personality, their genre. So I'm kind of lucky in that sense because, right. like, you know, I was able to do Salikis at the Roxy, Verdi's at the Dolby. I just did Anavisi at the Novo. So, and it's weird because it's like there's different styles that go for different places. And I'm, I'm, I'm lucky in that sense because I can do that, you know? Yeah. Right. No, that makes sense. And it's also the type of singer size comes into play too, because you have different performers that are going to draw Absolutely. a different amount of crowd. Absolutely. So here in Boston, we have one hall, one big hall. And then if it's the next tier down, we use the Cafe Neo. So it's a whole different ball game here. Okay, is it really called the Cafe Neo, or is that what you guys call it? No, we did the, the GAPC. Yeah. The small, no, that's just what we call it. Okay. I mean, I don't even think that's the Cafe Neo. The Cafe Neo is like, there's another one that's a bit closer, that's a lot smaller, which is literally, the one, the GAPC has, has a mini stage area, has a full bar, so I guess it's in between a concert hall and a Cafe Neo. Because when I think of Cafe Neo, I think wooden chairs... Tavli, Trapules, uh, Cafe. No, in, in there, it's those typical church round tables with the wooden chairs, but it's a little bit bigger. The Cafe okay. you're thinking of is the next step down where we'll get like... The Jorio. The, but we'll get like a performer that's just going to play an instrument all night. Like, we'll get something like that. And then every, you go in there, your ears are pierced because it's so small and they're playing it so loud. This actually happened a couple of weeks ago. I went, uh, Maria and I went because our two mothers were there. They're like, Ella, we're going to be at the Cafe There's a performer. They had the speakers on so loud and in such a small room where it hurt. And I looked at her 10 minutes, I'm like, do you want to just leave? And she goes, I can't stay any longer. So we got up and left. Yeah, but you know what? What does that say about your parents who are older? They were able to handle it. I know. I know. Or 
Or it's quite possible that the older generation couldn't hear that well, so they had to like. You it could know. be that. It could be that. So, so what we actually did, we walked around the building, and you can hear <laughs> the music still. We just went for a walk for like a twenty minute walk while listening to the music because the whole neighborhood can hear it. So that was, <laughs> but like, that's actually much more enjoyable. Like nice breeze, walking evening along stroll. The yeah, evening stroll looking with at, the looking at the stars. <laughs> uh, all right, thank you. Question. Um, all right, I want to know your music style. Give me a few of your favorite songs. We'll go. We'll cap it off at three. Give me three songs that come to mind that really hit home for you. Ugh. Okay, that's so hard because if you need more um, time, we can circle back to this one later. No. Okay. One. I. I'm from Tripoli, so I love Zimotica. Like, I'm hardcore. Like, I love the Panigiri vibe and all that. So, Bicantagiria so Madrid is going to be one of them. Okay. Um, one of my most moving songs is one of Yanis Putarjos' songs. Um, and it was, we, um, he performed it on stage when, in Las Vegas. And, um, it was, that tour was very, it was 2014. That tour was very, very hard for all of us because um, one of our executives had passed away and I was like, I'm not doing the show. I'm not doing the show. I can't. I was just like, just like devastated. And um, his, his son's like, you know, you, you know, you got to do this. So I'm like, I, I can. He's like, well, it was my dad's dream. And when he said that, I'm like, okay, we're moving forward. The show was, um, I still get choked up. Um, the show was amazing. And then Yanni plays this one song. And I just, I was like, wow. And my boyfriend just grabbed me and he hugged me. And it, and then the sun came and it was like a group hug. And so that's always going to be, you know, one of those songs. One of, I actually, Yanni's, I love all of Yanni's songs. So I, um, and, um, then I'm just gonna have to say get from Adipa. It's a beautiful song. I gotta it meet is. him. I gotta meet Adipa. I will facilitate that. All right. Prodromo, get a phone call perfect. from me. I, I gotta get. get a picture with him. We're holding uh, and I gotta give him a shirt that says Apavorevete. But okay, but then you have to be wearing a power me shirt. Perfect. Yeah. Deal's deal. All right. I'll send so, you yeah. send me a power me shirt, I'll send you an Apavorevete shirt. Apavorevete <laughs> shirt. Done. Uh so I noticed you started something new recently and then you actually kind of leaked it earlier in the conversation. you got your own podcast now on Greek AF radio. Talk to me about that. Well, I've been um, talking with Foti and um, Adi. We, Angelo Tsaru has connected us when they had me on their show, Connecting Greeks. And during the pandemic where none of us could go out or connect and stuff. So they did that that show and I was a guest on there and then when they rolled out the Greek AF radio a few months ago they reached out to me and they're like hey do you want to be on our show do a podcast and I'm like me they're like yeah you're great you're fun you talk you know I'm like okay so that's how it started and then we were starting with uh, you know the names and stuff and so um 
you know, I like the muse thing because it kind of goes with my brand. And then sure. we're playing around podcast and then newscast. And then so it made sense. Muse cast with Dina. Yeah. So I've interviewed a few interesting people. So I'm going to have to interview you next on what my show. Done. We'll get it done. So, yeah, and it's, it's been fun. It's been, uh, it's been cool. It's been interesting too, because, um, I also interviewed Yelena Popovich, which I don't deal with film. So except when I volunteer for film festival, but so it was pretty cool to meet her. And then I also interviewed um, Yorgos Caramijos because he was doing a play out here. So it's been really interesting and very fulfilling for me because it allows me to touch on different genres of entertainment that I hadn't done before. Right. Um... You mentioned that they reached out to you over the pandemic. How did the pandemic first off affect Greek American concerts and how did it affect everything that you were trying to get done? I think the, the most politically correct way is that <laughs> it hosts all of us. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me. It, it effed up everything. I had a show that weekend and we're seeing like this thing is going on and I'm like, what's going on here? You know? And, you know, we were within our rights. It was my Chaliki show in Sacramento. We were within our legal rights at that point. What, what month uh, of 2020 was that concert supposed to be? Or it was, was March it? of 19. March. March. 19? Yeah, March 19. Right around the shutdown, right? It was the shut. It was okay, the so March of shutdown. 2020. Okay, go ahead. 20? Yeah. God, we've, it, we've, it, years are just flying by right now. I know. Yeah. yeah wow. It feels like it should have been 2019 last year, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and then I was just like, you know, everyone's like, you know, my team's rallying. The show must go on. I'm like, people are going to, like, we don't know what's going on. So, yeah. I pulled the plug. Was Saliki already in the States? Yeah. Okay. He was here. He was coming to our show. I pulled the plug. I could have done it. You know, um, it just didn't feel right because at that yeah. point, you know, everyone, you know, the new information was, oh, it affects old people only. Well, and everyone's like, well, you, only young people come to your show, to like a Saliki show. I'm like, yeah, but you know what, dude? These young people have old people babysitting right. their kids. Right. If right. God something were to happen, I so I we pulled the plug, and I'm I'm okay with that decision because I know it was right. Financially, it sucked because at that point there were nobody knew what was going on. Yeah. let alone live entertainment venues, let alone, you know, insurance. Nobody knew. Everybody thought it was going to be over in two weeks. I personally thought it was biblical. It was going to be over in 40 days, 40 nights. Yeah. And so I shut down, we shut down my restaurant, um, 40 days. Then the 40 days comes around. My partner and I are like, he's like, you keep on saying it's biblical. You don't <laughs> think this is going to be 40 years. I'm like, oh my God, he can't. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it, it it affected every. I think entertainment got hit the worst. 
mm-hmm. because entertainment, you know, everything was in person. Then, the, you know, the live streaming started happening and people were doing live streaming events. Um, it, it, I didn't want to do that. I'd like the connection with people. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And so when I was able to do, you know, my Taliki show um, this year in, what was it, in March, <clears throat> it was like, okay, finally. And I don't really dance at my shows. I just sit there and I observe. I was on the dance because I didn't have tables. I was on the dance floor the whole night long. Everybody was like really surprised. I was just so happy. Yeah. So happy to be able to connect with people and, you know, hug people, not wear a mask and um, hold hands, yeah. do a calamatiano. You know, and we didn't, I didn't realize how much, you know, personal human touch meant. I know. And they were trying to tell us no more handshaking. Come on now. We're going to we'll keep, we're going to still hug. Yeah. It, it's funny because um, I had like, a hundred bottles of PMP sanitizer everywhere throughout the venue. And uh, it's branding, but also it was just like, you know, if somebody wanted to hold, they can, you know, hold hands again. We're good. So it's cool. All right. On to a more brighter situation. Um, We'll we'll move on from the pandemic as hopefully we've completely moved on as a whole. Um, What do you enjoy the most about what you're doing? Oh, the interaction with people. I love it. Um, I love, you know, I guess, like, especially now, these last two shows that I just did post-pandemic, it was just, I I love seeing people happy, people dancing. And, you know, sometimes we sit on the side of the state, you know, behind the curtain, and we just look out at the people and my son now is helping me as well and my boyfriend were obviously works with me and you know it's like group hug man this is this is what we're about man we're like people having fun and people dancing and connecting and drinking and and just when you sit and you just see that you know even if not that we like to lose money or it's not about the money. It's never, yeah. for me, it has never been about the money. It's well, about well. like fellowship and kinonia and that just that vibe just to see, you know, and then the day after the show, we can't move because we're so physically exhausted and your phone is blown up with text messages and um, emails and, Thank you. And the appreciation. Thank you so much. We needed this. Yeah. You know, thank you for the service that you provide. It, it's, you know, it's amazing. It's just so heartwarming to be able to, you know, I know people are excited and happy for what we do for them, but what people give back to us. Yeah. It really is. Well said. That was, a, that was a good answer. Um, let's talk a little bit about Greece. Where are you from in Greece? Tripoli. All right. I'm not too my, far away. My, Half my family. Both my parents from Tripoli. Okay. So. Um, how often do you get to go back? Um, pre-pandemic every year, plus sometimes with business a couple of times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I just went back for Christmas, got COVID there. Okay. Um, it was great. Yeah. It was horrible. Uh, that, but, was that during the, like the Omicron spree? Yeah. 
And um, I have tickets to go now in July, so we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Um, aside from Tripoli, a lot of my listeners love tuning in to find Greece inspiration. What are two, three places that you'd recommend someone that's never been to Greece? Aside from Mikro Santorini, because everyone knows that. What are two, three different places that you'd say you got to check this out? I like Crete. I love Crete. I think it's a beautiful place. Um, there's always something to do. Always something to do. Um, I like Stupa, which mm. is um, on the Peloponnesian coast. Yep. I like the, the history behind that, how Kazatzakis wrote um, Zorba the Greek there has an amazing sunset. It's still Horyol. It's not mm. uh, densely populated with tourists. Um, I mean, I'm Peloponnesian, so Peloponnesos rules. Yeah, I, I do like the Saloniki. I like the um, the different areas around Thessaloniki. So I think feel Thessaloniki, you could do everything: nightlife, um, chill, uh, yeah. uh, island hop, everything. Uh, I like Paro. I mean, Paros, Rodos. I mean, I like the history with Rodos. Mm-hmm. Look, here's the deal. Like I've told my non-Greek friends, um, like my son Alexander's friends have asked, you know, and they're. Mrs. Romeo's, where should we go in Greece? I'm like, just go to Greece. Don't worry about it. Just go to Greece. Yeah, yeah. You're going to love Wherever you end up, you can make the Wherever best you end up. Yeah. Even the most remote, remote yeah. you're going to get, first and foremost, amazing philoxenia. Um, you're going to always find something to eat. Amazing food. Because you're not you going to be in tourist traps. Yeah, it's, um, just go to Greece. Yeah. That should just be the slogan for the tourism department. Just go to Greece. Instead of just do it, just go to Greece. Yeah. yeah. And instead of a Nike swoosh, we'll <laughs> put do the a... Greek key. Actually, I'm branding that right now. <laughs> this will be a collaborative T-shirt. We'll start pushing up. Right. Just do it. Um, what can you briefly tell me? How do you see the difference between the Greek diaspora? And Greeks and Greece, like the culture difference, or is there one? There's, there is one. Come on, who are you kidding? It is. Um, no, I'm aware. I'm aware. I just for my listeners, yeah. I may not know. No, I know. Um, I think the, um, the Greeks here, up to a certain generational point, they're very proud and they want to be. Greek and the Greeks in Greece are very proud that we want to be Greek yeah and I feel that they um they respect us because you know they say quite often when they come out for certain events um whether it's a celebrity or family or anybody they're like you know you're more Greek than us and I feel that the reason that they say that is because our parents, our forefathers, they left Greece with certain traditions that they grew up with and they instilled in us. And, you know, we have the responsibility to preserve that. 
And the reason that they say that we're more Greek is because like my kid can do Pontian or because of Greek dance group, whereas their kids are doing hip hop. So they associate that with being more Greek. The truth of the matter is we're all Greek. We just have different degrees of Greekness. And, um, and I find so like the, the Greek artists in particular, they appreciate like my Tzaliki show. I referenced it a couple of times. Um, it was the first time that we had kids. Like I'm talking, kids show up to the show. They, their parents can't find a babysitter. They prop them in a chair or whatever. But this was the first time I had about 20 to 30 kids ages 10 to like 13, 14 on that dance floor on shoulders dancing and it was like wow next generation you know it's pretty cool yeah you mentioned that up until a generational point how long do you think that can last i'm gonna say in my opinion and experience third to fourth max and that's also i think tied in with you know, the, if they go to Greek school, Greek church, those are right. the foundations that maintain the Greekness. And right. here in LA, it's a little bit different than on the East Coast. We don't have a Greek town like New York or Chicago does. Um, I was in Astoria recently and I was walking around Hazava, you know, because it's like I was listening. I could hear Greek in yeah. the cafe and stuff. We don't have that here. Yeah. So the generational gap is going to be a little bit different, the process and the directive with like the New York Greeks, it might be fifth and sixth generation. Whereas the LA Greeks, when they don't have that, you know, cultural immersion, it's going to be maybe third, fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, All right. I asked you a few places in Greece to visit. How about, I want your three favorite Greek foods. Everything. <laughs> Can we fit everything into three plates? I think we could. Three big. Well, plates. if you were if you were to see the spread my mom makes, you would think so. <laughs> okay, I love um, I love hilopites with kotopulo kokimisto. I like horio food. Um, I love horiatiki salata, but it has to be like with the with the you know, the brick of feta on top. So you want it with feta? Do you like it with xenomizithra? Have feta. you had it that way? Have you tried the other way? Mm. Oh, okay. You got to try the other way and then give me an answer. Okay. Um, and uh, macaroni and mikima. Nice. Yeah, we like similar foods. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, before I shift off of Greece, um, have you ever put on a show in Greece? You mean as in a musical? Yeah, show? as in music production. Sorry. Or a show like a show. No, no, as as music productions. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> no, but I got into a yelling match with somebody on the street when they hit my car. So that was the show. But no, a musical production, not yet. Okay. Not I, yet. I like that answer. Not yet. Um, all right, just a few more questions before I let you go. Um I I got distracted now putting on a show my mind's everywhere (laughs) Uh, how do you define success 
just being able to be content when you go to bed at night and being excited to wake up in the morning. And then what inspires you when you wake up and approach your day? What inspires that work ethic? I'm very driven. Um, I, 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 I'm always doing something. And now that, you know, we're back to work, I'm, I'm just like working and excited. You know what drives me? Um, my parents were, you know, my dad's passed away, my mom's still alive, and my parents were Greek immigrants, and my parents instilled a very, very strong work ethic in us. My mom was a homemaker, but she, but she worked her ass off, you know, from sunrise, from the moment we got up till the moment we went to bed, you know, she was doing something, whether it was cooking for us, driving us somewhere, um, charity, volunteering. She was always, always doing something. And my dad worked very hard from, you know, sometimes morning, noon, and night would, you know, steal away maybe 15, 20 minutes just to see us, you know, my brother and I playing sports at the community park, you know, he'd show up with his work shirt and then he'd go back. And um, I think what drives me the most is I want my parents, whether my dad in heaven and my mom being here, I want my parents to be proud of who I am. And the other thing that drives me is I want to give my son the, the foundations, the work ethic, the pride, all that, that my parents gave me, I want to give him. And that drives me. Amazing. What is one question I didn't ask, you wish I did, and how would you have <laughs> answered it? Who do you hate? No, just kidding. I don't hate anybody. <laughs> No, I, I am kidding. I don't hate anybody. No, um, I don't know. We talked about food. Oh, favorite drink? Tina's vodka. My new favorite drink is Tina's vodka. One of my girlfriends created a vodka brand. She's Greek. So shameless plug there. Um, and I don't know. What else? What what do you want to know? <laughs> uh, no, 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 I just left this as if I if I left out a question that you you wanted I, to get in there. Here's your chance. Um, no, I like what I do on my free time is I like to volunteer and help other people. Okay. Uh, you know, like uh, I don't know. Um, I just want to. I just want to be an old person looking back at my life and saying, damn, that was good. Yeah. You know, even with all the bumps and the bruises or whatever, and just damn, that was good. Okay. I like that one. I like that one. All right, one last question. And oh. I ask everyone this before I let you guys go. And what does, what does being Greek mean to you? <sighs> Greek being Greek is a huge part of my identity, my, you know, ethnic identity, my mental identity, my way of thinking, um, my just 
a lot of, I mean, my religion is Greek Orthodox. It's, it's, a, it's a very, very, very important um, part of my life. Um, but it also, you know, being Greek has also instilled things that other cultures don't have, let's say, like the philotimo, it's one word that's not, I believe it's the only word that's not translatable, philotimo. Yeah. We get that from being Greek. Um, being Greek has given me, you know, compassion, identity, um, just, just, you know, they say joie de vivre in French but, or Italian, whatever it is, but no, it's Greek, man. Greek's given us, uh, given me a lot. I cook Greek, I think, when I get mad, um, you know, F-bombs on one side, Greek curse words on the other, it's 50-50, sometimes more in Greek. When I want to make my point known, it comes out in Greek. Yeah. Um, I'm very, you know, I'm very thankful that I am Greek, but I feel that whatever nationality I would have been had I had the same parents that I have, I would have been thankful and appreciative no matter what I was. You know, I mean, I think I even, I don't know, I, pride comes from home and that was um, instilled in our home. So like I said, I'm thankful, but I would be thankful no matter what. I'm just, I appreciate that God has graced me with good health, amazing people around me, um, support system. Good friends, very, very good friends who I call my chosen family, family members who I love like friends because sometimes you share differently with your friends than you do with your family. I'm, I'm, I think I'm pretty lucky. I'm just, I'm very, very lucky right now. I'm in a good place um, in my life. I'm happy and content. I'm excited about things I hadn't been excited in a couple of years with, you know, pandemic, I was worried about um, a lot, like everybody in the world, financials and stuff. Now the tide has shifted. We're, you know, things are getting better. So I'm, 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 I'm happy. I'm happy. Nice. That was beautifully said. Great answer. I just now need a yacht. Yes. Oh. We're working I mean, on boats. We're working on boats, boats? and yachts. <laughs> um, Amazing. Thank you for coming on. Where can we, where can listeners find Power Muse, find you, plug your links? Here's your chance to plug yourself. So powermuseproductions.com is my website. And I just remembered I need to update that with current information. Instagram, power.muse. Instagram, musecast with Dina. Facebook, uh, Power Muse Productions. LinkedIn, Dina Romeo. Just, you know, I'll have all this stuff typed out in the description, but that's a good way to get it out there as well. Uh, that's all I have. If I, if there's anything else you want to say, I, I know I already gave you that opportunity, but <laughs> well, you, you just, can, but thank you again for coming on. Well, no, thank you for um, uh, welcoming me to your platform. I'm very appreciative to be here and Thank you for asking easy questions. <laughs> I try to keep it as simple as possible for everyone. Yeah, um, and um, hopefully, you know what? 
next time I'm in Boston, hopefully we can connect or yep. you, always, you and Maria always have or, or in New York. here or New York. Um, yeah, or New York. Cause we're going to be in New always York welcome a lot here. this summer. Yeah. The next time we're in LA, we definitely don't worry. You don't have to tell us we're going to come knock on the door. Please. Doors always, that's one thing about Greeks. Doors yeah, always doors open. Doors aren't locked. Yeah, They're never, open. you know, always open. So amazing. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Enjoy your trip. Thank you. And we will thank you again for coming on. And we will talk to everyone again on the next episode of Grease Chats. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed it, learned something new, or were inspired, please share it with a friend. And don't forget to check out The Prosperity for all your real estate needs in Greece. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast.